Okay, we're recording now. We are recording we now. We were recording for a little bit, but it turns out we weren't, which is good because I wasn't emotionally prepared. <laughs> All right, are you, do you feel emotionally prepared now? I feel now? emotionally prepared. We just spent a long time in our live chat just d- talking about every single Taylor Swift song <laughs> under the sun and also talking with Mrs. Steele about how I'm a loyal friend. That's true because Matt Steele was propositioning himself to marry Elliot La- Yamin like he does most weeks. And Matt Palmer was like, what would Elliot get out of that marriage? And I was like, excuse me? I am. I didn't say it like that, A. B, I was referring to the fact that he is a straight man, so I don't understand how the marriage would work. But again, best of luck to you both. But then Mrs. Steele, who was in the chat, came in and she said... Matthew is a loyal friend, that was, and that's what he would get out but of But that wasn't being discussed. Like, we weren't saying you were a disloyal friend. I agree. M- M- Mrs. Steele has never been wrong. Mrs. Steele's never lied. Never once. Never. Never. She's a saint. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Two Game Mats podcast. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. And we're back again another week. It feels like Matt Steele was just here because... I was. We did a live reaction to Demi Lovato's new album, Holy Fuck, that was uh, released la- on Friday, so just a couple of days ago. Yeah. And uh, that was very fun to do if you are new to us because of that video. Welcome. And um, I still really love the album, even though we listened to it live, and I've been listening to it a lot ever since. So. Oh, and I listened to the whole thing again when I edited that video, Hello? and I was just like... Oh, man. <laughs> it was so late in that night. I know. That was my night of uh, when we did Renaissance. I know. So I know the feeling. It's tough stuff, but we're happy to do it uh, for you all, and we're happy to be back here. Matt Steele. Yes. Other than Demi. Yes. How was your week? My week was nice. Yes. I worked a lot again, okay. um, which is good because, you know, as I said, it was the summer of no money, mm. but now it, it's <laughs> becoming the, the autumn of fine money. Okay, great. <laughs> and, I love that. Uh, also, but I, I'm having a rough day a little bit. Why? Because... Two nights ago, okay. I ran out of dental floss. Okay. And I was going to go to the store yesterday to buy some more, and I forgot. And so it's been like 36 hours since I've flossed my teeth. Do you, did you get new floss yet? Or you I did. Okay, After work today, I got new floss. I can't wait to go home. You also could get in the PJs and just floss my teeth. I mean, I th- this is a little much, but you know how I feel about my floss picks. Yes. So I understand completely. Are you offering me a floss pick now? Yeah, if you You'll, like one. You I want have... me to floss pick on the, on the podcast? Well, no, I, I don't think people want to see or hear that, but after we're done, I you're welcome to a floss pick. I, I would have, look amazing when I floss. I'm it. sure you would. I just don't know that people want to hear that in their cars as they're going to work, doing <laughs> other things. Just like, uh, clack, clack, clack. My, um, when I was on tour with a show right out of college, my roommate on, uh, that I was with, who I would like room with in the hotel rooms, every day yeah. um, I would like floss my teeth and everything and he would say could you close the bathroom door as you floss <laughs> Wait, and I'm like why? why and he's like because for some reason that is like a sound that really grates <laughs> me like the sound of flossing and like That's and like funny. I guess like when you're in a bathroom like it echoes yes. not that I was and he's like I don't think you're doing it aggressively mm. like you're not flossing too aggressively to make those aggressive sounds I think it's just the echo of the bathroom right. but like can you close so I had to make sure to close the bathroom door every time I, I floss that. my teeth because he didn't like the sound hey well we don't want to trigger him or anybody out there like him so we will wait until later until you get your flossing done I am as you also know a great roommate yes a great friend. Yes. Elliot, we'd have a great time living together. Okay, so you're telling me you didn't do anything this weekend. The flossing is <laughs> like the big story. <laughs> I'm just rambling about anything at this point. So That's how about fair. we go on to your week? Okay. What happened? During the week, I feel like nothing much happened. I've been finalizing. I'm putting out a new song this Friday called Hurricane. You can pre-save it. I'll put a link in the uh, episode description. And I shot a video for it and edited it together. And I think we're in a good place with it. You're in a great place. I I just saw it. I just consumed it. I just listened to it. Guys, 
the song is a a classic, but would did you expect anything less? <laughs> oh my but God. B, the visuals. Stunning, stunning. Well, I'm excited for you all to see it. I hope you like it as much as Matt Steele does. It'll be up on, you know, Friday. So, you know, keep your eyes peeled. Um, other than that, uh, Jackson wanted to go to the movies. We had heard so much about Top Gun Maverick from different places, different people. It's still playing? It's still playing. Hot so we damn. went to the uh, brand Americana and um, sat down at 630, watched the film. And I have to tell you all, you're all a bunch of liars. That movie is bad. <laughs> That movie is, the first half of it is the cheesiest thing I've ever seen. Every scene with Jennifer Connelly where she's just like, hey there, back in town, are we? And like, ringing the bell. It's just like, everything is so overdone. She has nothing to do. It also makes the idea of being like a fighter pilot look completely unappealing. It opened with like this weird, oh, we're having a documentary like snippet of the making of Top Gun before you see the movie. And this guy's like, I saw the original Top Gun and it just really made me want to be and you know Ariel whatever the fuck and I was watching this movie as like Tom Groove is giving monologues about like oh when you go up and the G-force is gonna make you feel like your lungs are collapsing and your head you're gonna struggle to stay conscious who would want to do this it's like it's interesting for the middle 40 minutes okay and then it's too long at the end and the first half is ridiculous (laughs) and the love story is when he's like, if you haven't seen this movie, I guess like spoiler alert or whatever, but when he like jumps out of Jennifer Connelly's bed and like has to go out the side, but like sees the daughter in the window and the daughter's like, just don't break her heart this time. I was like, boo, this sucks. I'm like, I cannot believe y'all have said this movie is great. And like, it's so much better than the original. What's the original like? <laughs> I mean, I've like, never seen the original, so I truly have no idea. But you liked the like. Maverick? I didn't see Maverick. Oh, I thought no, you did. I did. Do you think I like? I would, had, would say like, oh my god, like I, this movie about p- pilots. I mean, <laughs> the, the, thing, the thing is, like, I didn't see the sequel because I was like, I didn't see the original, so I don't right. want to see the sequel without seeing the original because I don't want to be confused as to what's happening. Of course. Um, but I, well, now that I've heard your review of it, I mean, I feel like there must be a lot of callbacks to the original. There's just a lot of like. Sure. It just feels like, oh, we're making an 80s movie. It's like sure. every line, we've like said it five times and every, it's everything said with a wink. It's and, like, oh, I don't like that face, Mav. And, and his response being like, it's the only one I got. He says that like five times. It's just like, does no one find this maddening? This is ridiculous. Well, and the thing is, the 80s epic movies, that is not your nostalgia. Like, <laughs> no. You don't know nothing I about it. Nothing. You don't care nothing about it. So I feel like that is a big reason why people love it so I much. Think I, so. I, I don't know. It could be great for all I know. But a big reason why people love it so much is because it harkens that era yes. of like, film so much. And yes. a big budget epic movie that's not a comic book movie. Uh, feeling like this is nice and surprising it's nice that there's a non-Marvel movie at the top I get that but like I have a bone to pick with Jackson because (laughs) Jackson the the way he made you go to that movie instead of dragging you to E.T. when E.T. is in theaters I would like you to know he did bring it up he was like we gotta go see E.T. and I was like oh you listen to the podcast Changed the subject and we moved on. But he did bring it up. So no bones to pick Jackson. And Jackson enjoyed okay, it. Jackson. So I am alone in my feelings. But I just felt like, I think half the problem was I'd heard so much from so many different sources how amazing this movie was. And sources was. you trust. Sources I trust. And yes. I was like, guys. And it's like, I realize I'm not the target demographic. But like, I truly can't even get to the point of like, what are you talking about? Like what? And also, something a bone to pick, Manny Jacinto, who is like the one of the stars of The Good Place, a very talented actor, wonderful guy, 
is in this movie as I'm swear to you a featured extra does not utter a word and That's I'm like weird. how is this man who is like funny and gorgeous and like so good at on the good place not saying and I was like I think that's him I feel like that's the guy and then he showed up in the credits I'm like what is this? Well, maybe he like was supposed to have a bigger part and it was just cut out, but they were like, oh, but we need this one snippet <laughs> of that character to do something. Uh, that's interesting. I mean, I'm more upset about the fact that you have Academy Award winner Jennifer Connelly, Best Supporting Actress 2001, mm. and you give her nothing to she do. Ha- I just feel like there needed to be a woman in the room <laughs> to be like, maybe this should be her point of view because literally the first half of the movie, every scene is just like her smirking or like her tongue, just like, mm. Oh, this guy, this math. And it's like, boo, like, why? This isn't a person. What am I looking at? Okay, I, I'll get off my soapbox. I mean, yeah, the whole, it, it doesn't appeal to me, the idea of like, ooh, a whole movie of just like, guys just doing crazy cool things yes. and, the, and just being like, people swooning over it. It's like, I don't know if it, I need that in my life. I will but. say it wasn't for me and I felt misled. <laughs> That's what I'll I, say. I'm sorry you went through that. I am too. You know what? I'm sorry, too. <laughs> Should we go on to the news for idiots? Let's go on to the news for idiots. All right. Um, so what was the first thing? Oh, apparently there's a new feud. Speaking of film criticism. <laughs> I hope that, no, I hope Tom Cruise doesn't slide into my DMs. That would be iconic. And say, hey, stop looking at my chest. But Amanda Stenberg uh, of Bodies, Bodies, Bodies uh, has defended herself because I guess a New York Times critic named um, Lena Wilson had shared an Instagram DM from Amanda Following Wilson's review of Bodies, 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 featuring the quote, maybe if you had gotten your eyes off my tits, you could have watched the movie. Because I believe one of the quotes in the um, review was saying, like, it was a movie basically advertising Cleavage and Charlie XCX's next song. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's kind of funny. But, but, but like, you liked the movie, right? I did like Bodies, 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 yeah. It, it just also feels like, okay, if someone's going to DM, it feels like she held on to this DM for a long time, Lena. Yeah. Well, also, I just want to say that, like, there are no boobs in the movie. Oh, <laughs> like, really? No. So like, what's the complaint? I don't know. So the, so the first half of that line, it's an advertisement for cleavage. It's like I don't I didn't see any cleavage in the movie, but like I also was not looking for any. Right. But um the Trolley XCX part's kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, Wilson responded to the DM saying that she was generally a big fan of your work, but this sure is something. Really wishing you well in your career and life. Which, by the way, could have been an end of the conversation. Like, okay, this all happened in DM, whatever. But then Lena decides to go on TikTok and be like, I received this message after my review came out. And it just was like, you're really... And I think the implication of the TikTok was like, I guess Amanda's a homophobe and thinks that since I'm a lesbian, I always just look at chests. And Amanda's like, I just thought since I am gay and she is gay we could have a little laugh about this it did seem like she didn't watch the film but like I thought we'd chuckle and be done with it and of course now Lena Wilson the New York Times critic people are going back through her previous posts her previous TikToks in which she describes why she's just um, you may be wondering (laughs) why I'm so successful as a writer which like by the way if you ever feel the need to TikTok in that tone, just don't. <laughs> just close the phone. No one needs to hear the reasons why you're great. And she opens with, I'm just, just facts. I'm an incredibly talented writer. You know, my therapist would be proud of me for saying it. But like, we all just need to face facts. I'm super talented. I come from a family of writers. I read a lot. And by I come from a family of writers, she means that the New York Times editor is her dad. And so, of course, you got this job. Of course, your first article's on the front page of whatever culture section. It just is like, for someone who is a, a critic... Shouldn't you be able to have someone critique your work? Like, if literally, if Taylor Swift came to me, DM'd me, I was like, hey, queen, shut the fuck up about folklore. I'd be like, you know what? I get it. (laughs) 
I'd be like, oh, this is iconic. I'd be like, this is iconic. And like, I'd be like, yes, queen. Yes, queen. <laughs> like, you dropped this. Queen. Like, I can't imagine getting, it reminds me of that time that we talked shit about um, Russell Tovey because he had something where he was making fun of queenie gays or some, some sort of interview that he disparaged gays that were more feminine. He, he, he just basically spoke about uh, effeminate gays in a pejorative way, like that he, his dad, that his dad was worried he would become one of those right. guys and, and he didn't. Right. And I just remember being at work and sitting at my computer and getting a Twitter DM from Russell Tovey and being like, oh no. I was like, I guess he cannot, he's not physically here so he can't beat me up. But like, hopefully I don't see him around because he could. But he was nice. He was very, very nice. Yes. And so, but it's like, even if he wasn't, I can't imagine being like, and this is what Russell did to me. It just feels so short-sighted. And it's like, yeah. I mean, I was talking shit and he had something to say back like that. Eh. Well, bar- them's the breaks. Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, and he realized he made a mistake and everything. And he's like, I'm so sorry. And it's like, okay, you <laughs> right. know, totally fine. Very nice. Um, but yeah, well, when I first saw this uh, story, I saw the DM, the how Amanda sent her a message. And I was yeah. just like, oh, Amanda, like, you don't have to do that. Right. I mean, like, you totally don't have to do that. And I understand the impetus to do it. There were For sure. know, things that were said about, you know, like my stuff that like when Devos came out, there were some reviews that it was kind of just like, oh, that's totally not what happens. Did mm. you watch the movie? And right. I wanted to be like, you just didn't even watch the movie. <laughs> um, but I was just like, you know what? It's not worth it and everything. Totally. Um, but then I saw her, the critic's response, and I was just like, okay, you want to tout yourself as this amazing writer mm. when like you didn't even capitalize <laughs> the first words in any of your sentences, Miss New York Times critic. Like, uh, Amanda's writing was not that great either there were a lot of spaces but she's not but like but she's an actress she's she doesn't actress. have to be the formatting doesn't have to be perfect for her but if you're going to be a New York Times writer and brag about how great of a writer you are right. capitalize your damn <laughs> sentences well Lena's having a bad week and you know she's private on all of these things which I think is for the best it'll blow over she just shouldn't I feel like for a minute there she kept posting like responses to people responding yeah. to her and it's like when you become the main character of social media for the day just sign off. Just close everything. It will blow over. But reacting and responding is not the move. Well, the thing is, like, I feel like she posted it because she's like, "Ooh, this is gonna get attention to yes. me, more attention to me, and yes. everything." It's like you don't need to go that route to get attention on yourself, as a, especially Absolute. like when you're a critic. Yeah, and everything. you're successful you should be above the fray. Like you are a critic for the New York Times. I know. Like you really don't need to do that. Just be like, "Well, I didn't like the movie. Sorry, right? You didn't like how I didn't like the movie, but this I didn't like it. Should have." just stayed in their DMs. Yeah, but, uh, but you know, everyone involved will be fine. Absolutely, they will. Um, so I am not the only diva dropping a new song this Friday. Miss Britney Spears is back officially with Hold Me Closer, uh, the Tiny Dancer cover remix version with Elton John, and that's coming out this Friday the 26th. I am going to be out of town when this comes out. I'm going to Seattle to see my friend Justin with Jackson. Can't wait, can't wait. And so Matt Steele will be reacting to that one alone. Yeah, I'll be using Matt Palmer's camera, guys. Exactly. Pray, pray that I don't break it yes because I will charge <laughs> I will charge you for that um, but no it should be exciting and also I was not listening to the link for a long time because I was like oh it leaked last week but I don't want to listen because I want a real reaction and react but I was like oh I'm not reacting I'll listen to the damn leak <laughs> and uh, she sounds great that's I great. mean, there, I, I'm sure Matt Steele will go into it more when the time comes, but she sounds great. I obviously, Elton is also there, but like I'm focused on her. Sure. And it just feels like the vocal performance feels more her, like it doesn't there. feel as tampered with as her stuff has been. 
See, the thing the is, like, it could years. be the worst yeah. remix of a song ever, but I will still just be like, I love it. Because, exactly. Because we're just so happy that Britney Spears is back in the recording studio and, and she, doing something that she wants to do. Yes. Like, you could tell, like, it's kind of a random song for her to be put on. So you, I imagine she was like, I love this song, I so I want to be on this. And, of course, Ellen, I'm sure, was just like, yeah. And we all were like, you know what? If Britney never wants to record anything ever again, that is her decision. That's her prerogative. We will not hold it against her reference and um, she decided to make something anyways and so I just think anything we get from Britney Spears musically from here on out is a complete gift and so I'm thrilled about it it's a gift I'm thrilled about it so everyone get hold me closer this Friday Um, Idris Elba apparently has a new movie called Beast which I had not heard of until I saw this story because this story made me laugh (laughs) oh it it wasn't talking about um, Beast of No Nation it just says Beast Oh, God. Oh, there is a movie. I did see the trailer for Beast. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Idris Elba stars in Beast as a father trying to protect his two daughters from a ferocious lion on a South African nature preserve. Elba's daughter, Isan, 20, auditioned to play one of his characters, uh, one of his characters' daughters in the film. She failed to land the role because her chemistry with her father, quote unquote, wasn't right. <laughs> Which is like hard to hear when you are the person's daughter. She stopped speaking to him for three weeks after she lost out on the role. <laughs> Which, I mean, we were just talking about nepotism and how nepotism <laughs> can go wrong. And this is a story that I guess it. Went right in one way and wrong in another, but it did make me laugh. It's kind of ridiculous and kind of funny. It's like, girl, like, what, what do you want to like? It's why would you not speak to your dad? Like, it's it, not his fault you didn't. get It also role. feels like the director and or Idris didn't have to tell her the reason was the chemistry wasn't right. Like, you aren't really believable as his daughter. Like, it just didn't come across. I found but maybe it. like the chemistry in terms of their dynamic as mm. maybe they their relationship in the movie is something very specific and it, it, they just maybe they're supposed to be like at odds or something as father and daughter and right? They, and it just wasn't believable because they just love each other too much in real life apparently not maybe if you stop talking to your dad for three weeks <laughs> You but, got, well I just think the daughter needs to listen to Matt Steele and his adage is always the fact that you got the audition is the real win. Yeah. You know what? And that is, for you, nepotism, but for Matt Steele work. And yes. so you got the audition. You got your foot in the door. Matt Steele has not not talked to someone for three weeks after, you know, auditioning. So I think the daughter needs to, like, take Lord, a chill. If point. I stopped talking to someone because I didn't get a role, I wouldn't be talking to nobody. <laughs> You'd have to go through the list of all the people you talked yeah. to. And be like, knock them down, knock them down. Uh, well, I'm sorry that they were not believable as, you know, father and daughter. Maybe okay, next whatever. time, you know. Um, there's also people are coming for Mariah because of course it's a day that ends with Y and Mariah Carey has, you know, made a bid to trademark Queen of Christmas and has been met with opposition from fellow singers. Apparently Elizabeth Chan and Darlene Love, who claim to have ties to the Queen of Christmas name, are challenging Mariah Carey's desire to trademark the title. I think it's very funny that Mariah was trademarking this in the first place because whenever she was referred to it, Prior to, she'd always be very humble and be like, no, no, no one's the queen. I isn't Mary the queen. And then at some point she's like, fuck it, I'm the queen. (laughs) I'm the queen of Christmas. And so uh, Darlene Love took to her Facebook page and said something about like, well, I have been on uh, David Letterman every year performing Christmas Baby, Please Come Home, which Mariah covered. So she's referencing you. 
Uh, and so I give, and I've been introduced as the Queen of Christmas, XYZ. This other artist, Elizabeth, um, has uh, only does Christmas music. She doesn't make non-Christmas music, which, oh. you know, is specific. Oh, sorry. Here's the Facebook post. Um, is it true that Mariah Carey trademarked Queen of Christmas? What does that mean? That I can't use that title? David Letterman officially declared me the Queen of Christmas 29 years ago, a year before she released All I Want for Christmas is You. And at 81 years of age, I'm not changing anything. I've been in the business for 52 years. I've earned it and can still hit those notes. If Mariah has a problem, call David or my lawyer. And you know what? I get it. I would have, you know, she's on Facebook explaining her point of view. I understand that. But my thought is, sure, I'm a Mariah apologist. If Michael Jackson can be the king of pop, trademark. Is the biggest artist around Christmas time not Mariah Carey? Can Mariah Carey just trademark the queen? (laughs) Just like be the queen? I think that would not be available. Why not? I think the queen. I don't know. Maybe there's a. I feel like the queen of England might have a problem with that. I mean, there's lots of queens of of every country. I bet they'd all get on their Facebooks being like, hey! Hey. (laughs) (laughs) The queen of England being like, I'm calling my lawyer. (laughs) It just seems. I don't know. It It feels like. I don't know. I feel like Mariah's earned it. After all these years, King of Pop being Michael Jackson, no one got mad about that. I wonder if Madonna uh, trademarked Queen of Pop because she's supposed to be that. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. But either Has way. Britney trademarked Princess of Pop. She should because she's back. Hey, uh, Britney's on a roll with the uh, legal cases now. That's so. true. With that guy. That lawyer is great, Britney. So get, her, get him on that. My God. Did you see this Aubrey O'Day shit? No. <laughs> Aubrey O'Day of Danity Kane. Excellent artist, excellent group, two number one albums, uh, is being called out for photoshopping herself into vacation pictures. So she essentially uh, has been just finding pictures from like different Airbnbs or other people's pictures on the internet and like photoshopping herself in them and like tagging, geotagging, saying like, oh, I'm in, I'm in Bali this week and this is a picture I took. And they all have been sourced to like other like things that can be Google image searched. And um. So people have called her out on this on TikTok throughout social media, and she's suddenly private. But it's like, to me, it's kind of funny. <laughs> you know, this whole week is just full of a lot of, like, harmless I know. Uh, shit. <laughs> That's, like, really funny. I'm sure dramatic to these people, but yes. only dramatic for, like, the next couple days, right. and then it'll be done. Yeah, I yeah. think it'll all go away. Aubrey, I just feel like, I wish Aubrey could catch a break, uh, and I feel is like... she the one who got punched in the face? She was, yes. But she and Don are good. Now, I would like this somehow to roll into Danity Kane reforming. <laughs> I feel like one last try would do him some good. Girl. You think I need to let it go? I think that ship is has like has sunk. Why? Not even sailed. Why? They'd be so great together. That's nice. Oh. <laughs> if that'd be great, they'd be great together if they were great together, but I they're mean. not. They hate each they other. They just they don't hate each other. They just have a lot of emotions. They, they go on a yacht and let's fix my life, have a big special where they talk everything out, and then they get back together. And they could call it, how you going to fix it? <laughs> <laughs> a Dandy Kane, Elon, a special. Hello? Someone Hello. get Yon on the phone. Okay, but like what network is that going to be on? Own. <laughs> own. <laughs> own. You know what? That could be on own. All I right. think this would work. Did you watch the Leah Michelle Funny Girl preview? I did. She sounds good. It's cute. She sounds nice. Awkward. It's awkward. <laughs> it's awkward. Beanie's had her last bow though. At this yes, point. yes. Yes. Now it's a uh, Julie Banco who is was the understudy who's on until Leah Michelle starts in beginning of September. Shit. Is it? I think that's so soon. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other big news this week. 
Oh, I don't want to talk about that. Um, we could just have me flossing on, on the podcast. No, people yeah. don't want that. Dan, Dan uh, Levy's going to be on Sex Education Season 4, which I'm very excited about. Oh, I about. saw that. You love that show. I love that show, and I love Dan Levy. Uh, Abbott Elementary's coming back September 21st, so soon, so soon. Love that. And, okay, apparently Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez are having their like real wedding ceremony in like a home in Georgia where he lives. But the home is... I, it wasn't a real one, I don't think, but it's like a plantation-style home, quote-unquote. And it's like, did we not learn anything from Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively? Like, don't, if you're going to get married, have the word plantation not be able to be mentioned in the paragraph. Like, it's just not okay, all right? It's 2022. J-Lo said the N-word on I'm Real Remix. I'm still mad about it. Oh, did she? <laughs> she did. Uh. And thus... Let's just not get married on plantations or anything that resembles a plantation, anything that's supposed to be a plantation. Like, it's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. You don't think that's weird? Literally a couple days ago uh, at the restaurant where I work, my manager was talking to one of the customers, um, mm. who's these two young girls who yeah. were like probably in their mid-20s or whatever, and they were talking about like one of the girls' wedding plans and everything. And my boss, who is black, yes. uh, was talking to her. She's like, oh, like, where's it going to be? And she's like, oh, well, um, my, my husband's family has a farm in South Carolina and so it's going to be on the farm (laughs) and my boss is just like oh did your boss hear the pee she she, I don't think she I don't think she says she heard the pee but Mm. she said I felt that pee I felt that pee like start to come out from the throat and then her stop but it's like say farm if you have that conversation and you know I cannot finish the word I've started to describe my then wedding venue. You shouldn't have. Don't get married there. Day. Don't get married there. So, I mean, I think that's that on that. Is there anything else you'd like to, <laughs> to tell the people, any news for idiots you'd like to share? I don't think so. It's been a pretty mild week. Okay. Nothing too dramatic. All right. Well, b- right below, because I have a great idea for Matt Steele. I want him to host a watch party for Devos in which we can all get together on Teleparty because I saw that Amazon Prime can be streamed via Teleparty. Mm-hmm. And I want us all to watch Devos together. Tell us in any sort of comment, send us an email if you like that idea, because I would like us to pressure Matt Steele to get this on the you calendar. don't need to pressure me like this it will happen like this is a great idea okay i feel good about it and yeah, i just want to s- i'm just gonna need a minute to like figure it out all how right t- how technology works and everything i'll send you the so, link so like all of y'all y'all can comment like oh no we don't want this and i'll be like well screw you it's happening we're anyway. already getting yeses okay people are excited go. i just wanted to put it out into the universe because you know sometimes you gotta manifest things and i thought this would be a good form for yeah me. okay right. just give me time i gotta like figure out technology okay as I said. all right well guys we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back with more two game ads the podcast all right, we're back from having a very aggressive argument about <laughs> slant rhymes uh, in songs yes. on our live chat. We won't get into it now because it got heated. All we're saying let's is just that say people died. All we'll say is Matt Steele doesn't like it and makes me ill by NSYNC, and that is problematic. I don't like the half non-existent rhyme. The way when you told me that ill is supposed to rhyme with give, absolutely just not. a little bit. The way it's sung, the I vowel is similar. I don't want just a little bit. I need rhymes. What part of the show are we on? <laughs> We're on Email My Heart. <laughs> this is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. Mm. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com, two spelled T-W-O, or if you are watching this podcast on YouTube, you can comment below. So we got quite a number of emails uh, this week. Whoop. Hit my microphone, sorry. Um, and so we will answer a couple, and whatever we don't get to will be on the back burner. 
Um, so first one is from Hannah. Hannah asks a very simple question. Renaissance tour set list. Hey guys, since Renaissance came out, I've been hoping for a tour from Queen B. Would you rather have the set list top to bottom be just this album or a mix with her other hits and deep cuts? Love you guys so much. That's actually an interesting question that I always think about for, um, concert tours, like album tours and everything. Like I'm kind of, cause I'm always kind of like a, I get why they like other songs in this concert and everything. Yeah. Like people want when you go to a Gaga concert, you want to hear Bad Romance. Absolutely, like, come you on. Do. But sometimes I'm kind of like, it would be really amazing if it was just this album. You know, I feel like it would be a full cohesive show. That would be something really special. And if for any of her albums, it makes the most sense with this album because it's clearly the transitions as we've read about in all of the comments on our Beyonce video. It's about the transitions. It's about the transitions. The transitions are <laughs> excellent. And so it makes it feel like such a body of work. I would need her to interpolate some of her other hits throughout. Like I need to hear a piece of Crazy in Love and a piece of, you know, Deja Vu and Get Me Bodied. A and- piece of Forward. A piece of I don't know how forward's gonna fit in the mix. <laughs> we can make it but fit. If she were to honestly do just this album top to bottom, I would say this is the first era that I would not be upset about that. Yeah, you know, like I, I feel like with this era it would be just like a big dance party. Yeah. Like I feel like it would absolutely. work so well as just a show of just the album. And I'm still wondering like, are we gonna get a tour after this part one renaissance? Or are we gonna get a tour after three sixteen track albums if that's what we are to, you know, be expecting? So I I'm just waiting for Beyonce to do whatever she's going to do. I trust her at this point. So it's like whatever she chooses to do, I'm on board with. Clearly she chose to not do something on August 20th. <laughs> like we were all expecting. The people were expecting. They saw, they said that, you know, someone doctored a picture saying that Act 2 Enlightenment was coming the 20th of August. And, you know, there is an Easter egg looking thing in one of the lyrics videos that said 820. I never fully bought it, and I was like, eh, we'll see. Maybe it's 8-20-2023. Well, we'll see, see you then. <laughs> see you next summer, girls. <laughs> if, she, if she's playing like that far ahead, like that's that's art, You know girl. Beyonce plays the long <laughs> She has the next decade planned, guys. <laughs> um, so next question comes to us from Angela. Angela says, California recommendations. Hi, Matt. My boyfriend, also named Matt, and I are going to L.A. for the first time in November. We are so excited and already have our reservations at Sir, one for Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant. We're uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills fans. Uh, We would love some recommendations from you guys on things we should do. We are staying in the L.A. area and we are renting a car. Also, any tips would be great, too. And anything that you think is overrated and not worth it, please let me know. Hope to run into you guys over there. That's so fun. Love, Angela. And uh, one straight Matt. One straight Matt. I would say uh, any any excuse to go on the PCH. Like, if you want to go to the Getty Villa, whatever, sure, do it. It's very nice there. But... I'd never feel more like I'm in LA than when I'm out driving on the PCH. Oh, I mean? like I, love. I hate the PCH. Oh my god! Of course you do. I mean, you don't have to go to the beach, but like, do you don't like seeing the water out there? I, I, the PCH really stresses me. Why? Out. As a driver, it's beautiful. It's like, don't beautiful. get me wrong. Like, Angela, have your uh, uh, boyfriend, uh, or did you say? Yeah, your boy. Uh, have your boyfriend. Yes. Drive, and you look at the view. But like, I personally hate driving on it myself. Why? Because it's a very stressful road to me. Like, if you want to make a left. 
Oh, you like, can't mic or turn somewhere. Like, you, I mean, you just have to wait for the lights. And, and those just lights do, take forever. They take forever, but it's not about that. They're visiting. Look at the water. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not like, oh, as a driver, no. This isn't day to day. Go and look at the water. It's going to be a lovely view. Yes, it's a beautiful view. And you can see those um, houses that are in all those memes, like the purple and pink one next to the black Absolutely, one. Absolutely, they're yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, what would you say that they should do? Oh, I, you know, I love a studio tour. Oh. Like, if, like Warner Brothers and Universal okay. Studio. Okay. I mean, if you're going to LA. Totally. Go sit, go, you know, and what I did with my friend Libby when she was in town, mm-hmm. we uh, Googled a bunch of like celebrity houses, like where they live, and just like drove through the hills, like driving past them. Oh, being, interesting. Like, oh, that's where Barbara Streisand's house is, you know, beyond this giant cement wall. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like, it was just like fun and silly and if, if you're museum people i would suggest going to the main getty i think it is so lovely and so beautiful uh if nothing like the art is fine but like the architecture is just unbelievable um i also really love the broad i think that is great and also just find a rooftop restaurant bar thing i feel like you know you got to take in the temperateness of la that feels like a big part of it that yes very la and if you're gonna go to lisa vanderbump restaurants the only one with good food is Tom Tom and they don't really serve food, but the food that they do serve is good. Uh, Pump is also fun and also in that same area. And like, you know, if you want to see some gays, just stay around the West Hollywood area. Uh, if you want to see some gays. If you want to see some gays. Just they there will, and look at them. They will be all over. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we can do another question. Let's do another question. Why not? Because my giving me moments is short. Um, so this question comes from Jake. Jake says, Queen's Remix. Mm. Hi, friends. Hope you're all doing well this week. This is just a quick question, but I thought it was fun. With the new Queen's Remix, I was wondering who you all would include in your Vogue list of names who inspire you. I've also included a TikTok that I believe Matt Bomber would enjoy specifically. I've um, seen it. Thank you. As an actor and Southerner, my list would probably include Uta Hagen, Dolly Parton, Viola Davis, Tony Kushner, Robin Williams, just to name a few. Mm. It's a great list, Jake. I'm sure it would make an excellent uh, song. Yes. Version of Vogue. So, yeah, you can name as many people as you want. I mean, Mariah, who was not mentioned in Beyonce's remix, inexplicably, uh, Beyonce, Janet Jackson, Britney, um, trying to think who else is important. Uh, you said Janet. I did say Janet. Um, um, like Kelly Clarkson. Who okay. do we love? We love Mrs. Palmer. Mrs. Palmer. But it's like, these are like <laughs> musicians, yes? <laughs> I no, thought the whole thing was oh, like... Oh, it doesn't have to be musicians. I mean, Jake said, you know, Uda Hagen and Robin Williams oh. and Tony Kushner. It can be anyone. But they're they're an actor, aren't they? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so this is... Who is on your list? My list, obviously, Carol Channing, Bernadette Peters, uh, the Spice Girls as a whole. Um, oh, uh, yes, TLC on my list. Uh, I, Hillary Clinton, <laughs> uh, Snooki. Um, oh Lord, Sharpay Evans, Kate Goslin. Okay, uh, your list. The, I'm canceling this song. <laughs> we don't want Kate uh, Goslin. Uh, Baby Bop from Barney. Lord. Oh, someone reminding me, Alanis would be on my list. Very formative for yeah. me. Yeah, uh, Fantasia, oh, Monique. Okay, <laughs> got, got we'd have everyone. different Moniques. I'd have Monique Samuels with the bird, and you'd have Monique. Monique, the <laughs> Academy Award-winning Best Supporting Actress, correct, and uh, Netflix champion. <laughs> sure, have, and I'm surprised we didn't talk about this a couple weeks ago. She's getting a Netflix. Special. I saw that. I mean, just was that a good day for you? Oh, that was a great day. <laughs> I'm I was glad. Like, yes, I'm glad uh, you were happy. The, in fact, I'll just the, my whole Vogue uh, remix. Uh, we'll just be rapping about Monique's Netflix special. Well, now. yes, our remixes will be very different. <laughs> <laughs> Mine will be real, and Matt Steele's will include Baby Bob. So, whatever. Baby Bob's my queen. What Matt Steele. Yes. What's been giving you moments, darling? Um, so, uh, 
first of all, I have to say it again. The Hey Julie Big Brother podcast has really been getting me through this entire Big Brother They shaded season. you on Twitter, didn't they? Oh, yeah, but that's what they do. <laughs> okay, got it. Okay. They, they, they shade out of love. Got it. They're just like, they are the funniest Big Brother podcast because it's such a blend of like, we care about this so much and we're following everything to, guys, it's just a fucking show. Let's just have <laughs> some fun. Um and and they're really good at being objective about every single like cast member and like when someone is making a good move, when someone's making a horrible move. So if you like Big Brother, check out Hey Julie podcast. Um, but also, I did you know how like all my wonderful content viewing moments like happen at three in the morning. Of course, I was gonna go to bed, and then I was like, oh, you know what popped in my head just now? Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> did you watch the whole thing? I did. <laughs> I like it's the best thing to view at three o'clock in the morning. Just I rewatched that. Uh, when was the movie made? It was either two thousand or two thousand and one with mm. Donny Osmond and Maria Friedman, and I wasn't expecting to watch the whole thing, but I watched that whole. Was damn it thing. good? But the thing is, it's also like a show that's only in like an hour and fifteen. Oh, minutes. okay, that's good. It's the shortest two act musical on the planet. I don't know why it was made into two acts because it's literally an hour long, mm. and uh what a joy. <laughs> Joseph is just one of those shows you would just want to blow your brains out the entire time. It's <laughs> it's basically like a super short um, story of Joseph and uh, who the reader of dreams or whatever that Bible story. The story doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, like <laughs> the entire time you're going to be watching and you're going to be like, wait, what does a coat have to do with anything? <laughs> um, but this was like such a show that was it came out um, in the early 80s on Broadway but it had such a resurgence in like community theater mm. and the movie came out in like 2000 in the early 2000s like the musical theater kids really really loved Joseph just because it was easy to produce and so everyone was in some sort of production of it and it's just it's the it tells this story of Joseph who you know reads dreams or whatever and for some reason he has a coat <laughs> um but every single song is like a different style of music yeah. like there's a country song there's a 60s dance song and everything and so it's it's very campy, very chaotic, and the entire time you're watching and you're just like, what's happening? But with every single song, you're just like, oh, but this song is a bop. Is this, is this the show that John Legend was in on NBC? No, that was G- Jesus Christ. Oh, Superstar. okay. And so, and so obviously, like, Joseph is a fun show that I enjoy making fun of and laughing at, but then when you, like, get down and watch it, you're just like, oh, what a joy. <laughs> and you're, it, it just brought me back to a much simpler time in life, mm. and it's just so... The the movie is just like it really reminds you of the Bush era. <laughs> You're like, oh, this Gosh. was very Bush era entertainment. You wow. know, like you look back at entertainment from back then and you're just like, oh man, that Bush era was weird. It was a different time. This was very much <laughs> it was a different time. Um and I was so I was just like having a blast singing Go 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 Joseph at like four in the morning when I should have been in bed. Did you have work the next day? No, I didn't. Oh, thank that's God. Great. Okay, great. Um, it was just it just warmed my heart because it's just such a a simple show that really doesn't make much sense and is really confusing in moments. But those songs slap. So All right, I was having a great time. I'm glad it holds up for you. Yeah. Um, well, for me, I have two. I will say, even though I you know said my opinion on Top Gun Maverick during the film, I did get chills at one point. Okay, and you know what it was during Hold My Hand. No, <laughs> I was watching it and I was like, you know what this kind of reminds me of? It reminds me of Pilot Wings, which is an N64 game where you had to like jump out of a plane and like land on a place. And then I was like, oh, wait, I remember that's one of the launch titles from N64, just like Wave Race. And then I remembered that Wave Race is now available to play 
on the Nintendo Switch. Okay. And I was like, oh, I forgot that Wave Race was coming out this week. And so last night, Jackson and I played some Wave Race. We did a lot of time trials, did a lot of stunts. And I was like, God, this was the peak of video games. Is <laughs> when you get, and it's just like, you're, it's a racing game in which you're riding on a jet ski. You pick the girl and you do some flips. And I'm like, I love it. <laughs> no notes. You, That's great. You learn by following around a dolphin in like the learning space. And I'm like, the dolphin's like, oh, to do a backflip, you press up and then down and hold it. I was like, thank you, dolphin. <laughs> And I'm like, games were simpler back in the day, weren't they? they I love how we we both have really lame giving me moments. <laughs> Vote below. Who had the lamer giving me moment, but still that warmed our heart because it harkened back. To I stand our by childhood. Wave Race 64 is not lame. I stand by it being a very cool game. Well, Joseph and Amazing Time Club Dream Co. is a little lame, well, but but still go. fucking incredible. Uh, I, was it kind of like I remember having an old old Nintendo when I was a little kid okay. and I had this Winter Olympics game and one of the things you could do was be a figure skater and mm. depending on what button you push she did all these different tricks and everything and you know whenever I in the rare chance I'm playing a video game I'm just I just button smash and wait for it to be over oh my God. and so with this we would oh me and my brother would play it and we wouldn't know how to make her do all these specific moves but we would always try to make her fall like <laughs> why do you want to make her fall because it's fun I don't know <laughs> like it's not real it's not like a real game where like you win something real at the end it's just might as well just all the all games are all video games are like that what do you mean real at the end what is an example of a game where you win something real at the end wow i guess like the lottery i guess you just made me realize video games aren't real they're just (laughs) like like unless you're winning like a cash prize it's i mean the the goal is to have fun the prize is the joy you had while playing but it's fun like also like oh she just fell Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is ironically like I can't watch figure skating in real life now because I'm so scared they're going to fall. And um, if you were in control, you'd make them fall. Can you yeah, believe? But because it's not a real woman who like whose dreams I was taking away from her. It was just sure. a video game woman. But so you've never when you played this game, you never been like, oh, let me try to like make my jet ski crash like, uh, for fun. No, I want to win the race. <laughs> But you don't win anything, really. You win, you win, you get number one, you get pride, you win pride. Okay. And you have fun winning. I guess with this figure skating dance, it was kind of like, you weren't competing against anyone else. Like, it's not like you were in a, yes. a race or something okay. like that. It was just like you, and you could just make her do some twirls. So I was like, oh, well, if I can make her do some twirls, I can make her fall. Uh, one more thing giving me moments. I have not finished, but never have I ever. Season three is out. Featuring Matt Steele's friend Fernando. I've not gotten to him yet. Well, when you finish, my friend Fernando's in the final episode of the season. Excited to see him, but I'm very much enjoying the season. I feel like all those kid actors, I feel like maybe at the, I might have mentioned this on podcast, but when the show first started, a couple of the actors were new to acting. And it seems like all of them have gotten better. And I think they're doing a bang-up job. The lead girl is amazing. The writing is great. The stories are impactful. I love the cousin character. I love her mom. I love the new love interests that are coming you know, around. I think it's just a great show, and everyone should watch it on Netflix now. I think there's only one more season. I think it's only four seasons, okay. um, but love love this new one. Is it, was it always going to be four seasons? I think so. It was like, oh, they're in high school, and it's hard to do stuff after high school, blah, blah, blah. So I think next season's the final season. I think we mentioned that uh, the guy who plays Victor on Love, Victor is going to be in the fourth season of the show. So apparently, much like Beyonce, Mindy Kaling has her shit planned out. Yeah, damn. You know? Ten years in advance. Maybe Mindy knows what's happening August 20th of some year. <laughs> Maybe. She, I'm sure she and Beyonce are texting are right now. And what's like a celebrity? This is so random. I'm sorry, but like, we're getting done early. <laughs> <laughs> that like would you'd be so excited to find out Beyonce is secretly friends with. I'd like you know so how we excited. get excited when we hear Mariah go, Oh, I love Britney. She's so sweet. We're like, I oh, they're do friends. I do love that. Like, I do love that. 
Like, Beyonce like, doesn't really have that. So she's not like, oh, I'm buds with this person. Really. Um, if, if Beyonce, you know, stayed in touch with Taylor after that whole Kanye debacle at the VMAs, that'd be cute. Do you think they, like, have texted? I don't. <laughs> but you never know. Possibly. Maybe they're friendly. They're both at, like, such a stratosphere of fame. Or maybe if, and Beyonce loves to send flowers. Maybe she sent flowers to Olivia Rodrigo when her album hit and she became a thing. She's like, hey, welcome. That'd be a kind of cute Welcome friendship. to stardom. Who do you want her to be friends with? Oh, me? Oh, Janet would be great. <laughs> I would love Beyonce to be friends with oh, me. Oh, with you? <laughs> I mean, but like we're trying to think realistic, yes? When I marry Elliot Yamin, that I'll have an in in the music industry. I don't think Elliot Yamin's big enough <laughs> for you to get talking to Beyonce. Well, we're going to put out a new album. Okay. I'm, I'll write him some songs. He'll sing them. We'll be a great deal. You'll obviously you can do special effects now. <laughs> you can like, film his music videos. That's what I would be hired to do for Elliot Yamin <laughs> is do his music videos. My goodness, this has not been thought through in any way. I must say. Um, is there anything else we want to chat about? I discuss don't know. I mean, with the people. I mean, we are getting done early. We can do another email. My heart. Uh, we'll do it. We Why not? It's literally the most simple question. I'm excited. We it's love simplicity. Basically, what's your favorite Kelly Clarkson song? Hey, but, I love that question. But I'm going to say the name. Just give him a shout out. Thomas. Hi, Thomas. Thomas says, hey, Matt's Beyond Renaissance. Been listening to a lot of Kelly Clarkson lately. It's really uh, been ever since her cover of Happier Than Ever came out. I was only a year old when she won American Idol, so I don't remember her or her music in the 2000s all that well. I only consciously remember seeking out My Life Would Suck Without You when I was around nine. Obviously, Lord. Obviously, I got to know her other signature hits as I have got I got older. Anyways, I've been do- deep diving into her discography and have finally come to the conclusion that Sober is her best song. I was wondering your thoughts on the song and what your favorite song by Miss Clarkson would be let me know Thomas any person who knows Kelly Clarkson's discography will tell you Sober is her best song it just is without question a feat vocally the emotional impact of the song Sober if you haven't seen that live performance she did at the Greek I think it's on her YouTube channel she gets it as an audience request and sings her fucking face off it is a gorgeous piece of music. I remember when it first came out, sitting in Washington Square Park on my lunch breaks from work. I think it was like it was summer, so I was working and just listening to Sober on Loop and being like, "Yes, for real." Like, I, yes. and I just remember like hearing it for the first time, being like, "This song." I can't remember how it goes like off a of first listen. It's not like hooky in the slide. It's not like no. super, stru- it's not structured in a way that's like you're used to hearing and everything. But I just remember hearing it and being like, "But this." Was a masterpiece. Oh. So like, I, and and I was like, I have to listen to this again. It's just so emotional and con- cathartic, and you can tell it just comes straight from her soul. Right. Um, also, I mean, call me a basic bitch, but just like beautiful disaster. I, mean, I knew you were gonna just, say it. Like, like such a classic. Incredible song. Absolutely. And the piece by piece live is also Uh, in that camp with me as well. And if we're going big pop shit, obviously, since you've been gone is a perfect pop song. Oh, I mean, obviously. Change to the world, absolutely. Behind these hazel eyes. I mean, and and recently, um, the uh, Merry Christmas to the one I used the most. Oh. Is it. We, I mean, I know we always, we've already talked about this in a video, but. Merry Christmas is the one I used to know as a classic. One of Christmas or otherwise, one of her best songs. Yeah. Absolutely. And we just want to say we're ready for the divorce album to come out. I feel like we've been saying this for a while now. For a while. Maybe that's what's coming out 820 of 2023. No, we need it sooner. Maybe this fall. Yeah, Beyonce's hinting. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly Clark's coming. coming <laughs> that would be surprising. Because they're secretly friends. Maybe. You never Wild. know. 
All right. Well, since I, we've just <laughs> done a lot of random stuff for the past 10 minutes, I guess we'll wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for listening and or watching. And we'll be back next week with more Two Game Ads, the podcast. Bye, guys. Bye.